Welcome to Words Worth Spoken, the podcast, where we explore what it means to live a fulfilling and authentic life of faith. I'm your host, Oin Brandy, and my goal is to create a community of people who are inspired to live out purpose. Hey there, welcome to Words Worth Spoken, the podcast. Did you guys miss me? I've been gone for two whole weeks. Jeez. <laughs> I just needed the break, guys. I gave you guys five episodes back to back to back. So I needed that time. But we're here again, and we're going to go for another stretch. I will try to give you guys as many episodes as I can. I'm aiming for five as well. But you know what? Let's get into today's topic. It's something I'm very passionate about, something I'm very, very excited about. And we're going to be talking about, drum rolls, the mountains versus Zoa. The mountains versus Zoa. It might be a concept that is relatively um, popular if, you do, if you've been to Sunday school, Bible study, and all of that. But you might not also... Maybe you know the story, but maybe you don't know the reference. But anyway, let's get into it. We're going to be taking today's topic from Genesis chapter 19. I'm going to give you guys a little backstory. Okay, let's get it. So the concept of the mountains versus Zohar was is taken from the book of Genesis chapter 19. It's just about the story of a man named Lot. Lot in the Bible was Abraham's nephew. You probably have heard of Abraham, the father of faith. Lot was his nephew. And Lot used to live in this two, in this um, cities that were known for their sin and for their wicked behavior. And the cities are called Sodom and Gomorrah. You've probably also heard about the city Sodom and Gomorrah. So God decided to destroy these cities due to their sinful behavior. So he sent two angels to rescue Lot because Lot was a righteous man and you know, Lot was residing in the cities and God wanted to rescue Lot and his entire family from the destruction that was to come. When the angels arrived in Sodom, they warned Lot and his family to flee the city and not to look back. They instructed them to escape to the mountains to be safe from destruction. However, Lot rebuttaled and said he didn't want to go to the mountains. He wanted to go to Zohar. So let's backtrack a little bit, okay? The story of the mountains versus Zohar refers to the choice given to Lot and his family to escape before destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. The mountain was God's choice for Lot. It represented a safer, more distant option, but Lot rebuttaled and said that he wanted to go to Zoa because to him, Zoa looked safer. It looked less intimidating. And yeah, Lot thought Zoa was the better option for himself. So this story is often cited as an example of God's judgment, but also an example of the importance of following divine instructions, the importance of following divine instructions. So I'm just going to read um, from verse 18. Actually, let's read from verse 17. When they were safely out of the city, they refers to Lot and his family. One of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. Lot then came and said, oh no, my Lord, you have been so gracious to me. You've saved my life and you've shown me such great kindness, but I cannot go to the mountains. 
Disaster will catch up to me there and I will soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? There my life will be saved. All right, the angel said, I will grant your request. I will not destroy the little village, but hurry, escape to it. For I can do nothing until you arrive there. This explains why the village was known as Zoa, which means little place. So from this reading, we see that the initial place that God wanted Lot to go to was the mountains. But Lot insisted that he wanted to go to Zoa. You might ask, why did Lot want to go to Zohar? Is it that Lot did not trust God? Which is the first um, topic I'm going to be raising, the concept of trust. To follow God and to be in God's perfect will, you have to trust him. You have to trust him in a way where you know that his decisions for you are the best. His will for you and his thoughts towards you are for good and not for evil. We see here that although Lot was a righteous man, although Lot was good, he was morally sound. He did not trust God to the point of allowing himself follow God's in initial instructions. He wanted something that looked more pleasant to him. So God wanted the mountains, but Lot wanted Zohar. Now I want to talk about the mountains versus Zohar in a little bit more depth. The mountains may not look or sound outwardly pleasant to us. God's plans may not always look or even feel as beautiful or be as packaged in appearance. But what God has for you is always greater than anything that you can imagine or have for yourself. Zohar, on the other hand, looked like a small city where Lot could, he, maybe he, Lot felt like he could conquer everyone in that city because of how small it is. Lot was a man that had many riches and many possessions, right? He, maybe he thought going to Zohar, because of how small it is, he, his name could, he could become as big as he was in Sodom, which it was probably after um, protecting his possessions, which is why he wanted to go to Zohar. Zohar looks outwardly beautiful. It looks, um, it looks pleasant to the eye. Zohar looks more packaged. It looks more organized. It looks more structured. And we need to think about this in the context of our own lives. We always try to negotiate with God. We always try to choose Zohar. Even when God is saying, go to the mountains, I will be with you in the mountains. I will guide you in the mountains. You can never have a better idea than God. You can never have a better um, plan for your life than God does for you. The Bible says that his ways are not our ways. And in Proverbs 14, 12, we see that there is a path which seems right before man, a path which seems right before man, but the end of it is destruction. The end of it is death. We never know what God is preventing us from when he says, go this way and not the other way. But because it doesn't look right in that season, we choose Zohar as opposed to the mountains. Later down the line, um, in verse 30 of that chapter, the Bible tells us that Lot eventually left Zohar because he was afraid of the people there. And he went to live in a cave in the mountains with, with his two daughters. Lot literally went back to the place that God has ordained for him from the very beginning, right? He, he left Zohar because the people there did not like him. So Zohar was no longer convenient for him. 
and he went back to the mountains. It's so funny that the Bible made sure they included this part for us to show us that we, the place that we think is best for ourselves will not, it will not align to the plans that we think that we have. So when we now decide to go back to God's plan for us, it, at that point, it may just be too late. It may just be too late at that point because when God initially instructed through the angels, obviously, that Lot should go to the mountains, there was definitely a plan for Lot. There was definitely a, a structure that God had in mind for Lot. There was definitely um, the path that God had set out for Lot. But now he chose to go to Zohar. Later, he went back to the mountains but maybe at this point, the plans that God had put in place in the past can no longer work. Time has been lost. Lots of things have been lost at this point. Never try to negotiate with God. Never try to negotiate with God. If you read from the start of this chapter, you would see that Lot didn't even want to leave Sodom. He didn't want to leave that city, obviously, because he had acquired so much in Sodom already. It, had, it got to a point when the Bible says Lot hesitated to the point where the angel seized his hand and the hand of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city because the Lord was merciful. Because the Lord was merciful. If we go back to the story of Lot, we see that Lot was so wealthy to the point that he had to be separate from Abraham. He had to separate and go uh, a different way from Abraham. He ended up in Sodom, was pulled out of Sodom by the angels, chose to go to Zohar, even though God wanted him to go to the mountains, and ended up losing his wealth, losing his wife, losing his honor, losing his comfortable home, ended up hiding in the hills, sleeping in a cave, even to the point that he was raped by his daughters because he did not follow the path that God had set out for him. It's such a sad story, honestly, such a sad story. And it just shows how much the choices we make for ourselves because we don't know what's best for us can lead to uncomfortable situations. So this begs the question, why don't we listen to God's plans in the first place? Why are we determined to come up with a better plan than the one that God has set out for us? Our responses to God's plans are usually just like Lot's responses. We don't listen to God for the same reasons that Lot gave, the same excuses that Lot gave. Lot said it was too far and it was too difficult to run to. We often refuse to follow God or obey his instructions because we think it's too difficult to do, forgetting that he would never leave us nor forsake us, forgetting that he will go on that journey with us. And there's just so much to take away from reading this. It's that we lack faith too, because it was a lack of faith that made Lot feel like he wasn't, he, he didn't want to go to the mountains. We won't let go of what we're comfortable with. Lot was already so comfortable with the city life and felt like Zohar would represent more of the city life than the mountains would have. And let's face it, we are a lot like Lot, <laughs> pun intended. Our faith is a work in progress and sometimes we fall prey to our own lack of discernment or our own sinful nature. 
So let's make it a commitment this year to trust God, to obey God, to follow his every instructions, to follow his plans for our lives and to submit to him. We might think that our plans trump God's plans or our plans are better than God's plans. But remember, God's plans are always the best for you. Always, always, always the best for you. So we need to ask ourselves, are we headed to Zohar? And how would you know if you're headed to Zohar? What do your associations look like? Are you mixing with the Sodomites? Who are the people that you keep around you? Who are the friends that you have on your side? Who are the people that surround you? Who are the people that impact your life the most? Are you compromising your principles and standards over and over again? Just so that you can be accepted by the world. Are you solely surviving on the mercy drops of God? Is it just the mercy of God that is keeping you going every single day? Are you living a life that is disobedient to the will of God? May we never be saved souls living wasted lives in the name of Jesus. And you might wonder, what does heading towards Zoa look like in real time or in, in today's world? It could look like a job offer that God is clearly telling you not to take, but it looks so attractive. The pay is everything that you've wanted. The job is everything that you've wanted. But what is God saying about that particular position? We as humans are so myopic. We can only see the things that are close to us and the things that are near. But God is the one that sees far. Maybe God is saying, leave this six-figure job and just stick to what you have for now. Let me direct you. But because it looks so attractive, you, you intentionally close your ears so that you do not hear from God and you take the job. What if, uh, what if a couple weeks down the line, a couple months down the line, they're laying people off and you get laid off? It's so important that you never make any decision, big or small, without involving God. And I just pray that God will be your guide. And that you would always choose the mountains over Zohar. You would always choose God's will over your life, over your own will for yourself in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hope this word blessed you today. And see you next week on another episode of Words Worth Spoken, the podcast. Bye.